love you. You know how much we just love doing this show, Couch Potatoes? Uh, it is a glorious me. day outside. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm looking at it right now. It is. Rolling green green hills, slight breeze rustling through the trees. I see a couple birds out there. It's so beautiful. But we're here. Well, uh, my window's blocked. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's beautiful out there. Let me tell you. I'll tell I, you what you're looking beautiful. at. I've been out there. You're yeah, you gonna got, tell you, me what I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah. yeah tell you me. got a road. You got a road and a tree, yeah. and uh, yeah, occasionally there's a really fast truck driving by that just like revs its engine. And across from that yeah, road, we, beyond it, you got a, a, a empty field ready to be ready uh, to be uh, seated and and prepared. Yeah, and, well, I don't know. I don't. Far, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know my farm words it, anymore. They use it for parking. Uh, oh. for uh, the festivals they throw at the pumpkin patch down there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say helicopters for all the rich people that like that are hiding out. Uh, dude, one time they did bring a helicopter out there. But that was a medical emergency, right? Yeah. It was a strange moment for me. It yeah, really right. was. It was like just right in front of my bay window or whatever you call the big window of my house. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> makes like, it bay. Is it is it is it because they mix Old Bay seasoning into the clock? I think it's they... having a bay outside. It's like a, a, a ah. of water, a bay of water. Oh, so you need to have the water to have a bay window. Yeah, you, you need to have a, an entire bay in your backyard. Well, since we're just imagining what's in my front yard, there might there is a bay. Be a bay. Yeah, across yeah. the in the middle of the field, the empty field, there is a gigantic bay. Yeah. The Bay of the Bay of Biscuits, nice. and the Bay uh, of Biscuits. Mm, yeah, I, I go there on the weekends. It is just overrun with seagulls, but they're afraid of me, so it's all yeah. good. Good fishing, I imagine. Uh, yeah, they all have three eyes. I don't the know fish. if I trust that. <laughs> I don't trust that uh, at all. No, <laughs> I'm, and I wonder if that's why it's called the Bay of Biscuits. Ooh. Like that third eye is their biscuit. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> so we're talking about this is I, you. I am the faceless Leon. I don't know if oh, you did shit. that part. I don't think we did. I'm the green traveler <laughs> from Gorsh. We're getting and into this the Bay of is green and faceless. <laughs> this is green and faceless on the couch, a podcast yeah. about movies and TV and biscuits. And potatoes. Um, we got all the food yeah. items here. We're slowly becoming KF, KF chicken. <laughs> KF chicken. <laughs> I'm vegetarian, I think that's so still KFC. Uh, well, I don't want to say KFC in case so they try hard. to sue us. Yes, I understand. Yeah, but I think you still said it. KF chicken, I think, is still the same thing. No, I don't think. I think legally, because I, I don't think they can. Uh, I think they had to change their name because they used to be called Kentucky Fried Chicken, but then they've right. legally rebranded their name to just KFC. Like, oh, okay. I think That's their I think name because now. their chicken's okay. not maybe a hundred percent chicken, not all their products, anyways. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Don't sue me, KFC. I do know I'm that just, they have <laughs> just genetically modified chicken. Um, yeah, so and I, I think legally they couldn't call their product chicken anymore. KF chicken. Don't don't sue us. 
Yeah, please don't. I'm so sorry. I'll bleep it all out. I promise. I swear. Nobody's going to listen to this episode. (laughs) We're good. good. So, for those who might be listening, we're talking about something very special today. Very, very near and dear to my heart, anyways. And that is the legend of Vox Machina. It's near and dear to my heart as well. It's yeah. not. It's not as uh, near and dear. You. You are a much more loyal follower of the background of this show than I am. Critter. You can say it. It's not a dirty word. I'm okay. a critter. Okay. You're right. I can. <laughs> and I. I am an occasional critter. I am a. Uh, I'm like the lurking critter. Yeah. So I guess we should explain uh, because it's it's the Legend of Vox Machina is an. Amazon Prime D&D show. Animated series. Animated yes. series. Based off of... It's fantasy. A much bigger thing. Which yes, I'll let you... I was actually going to do that in a few seconds here. You're waiting for a Take picture. me out to the living room. <laughs> Take me out to my chair. Pass me the clicker and turn on the tube. I don't care if we even eat food for it's the faceless pitch. I'm so Here sorry we are. I'd forgotten about it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. So you looked off no, into okay. the distance, and I was like, oh no, he broke. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> just like, just like Percy. Um, His so face solidified like got... Han Solo in the in the one chamber thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I got, I actually got two pitches for us, and I'm going to derail what we were talking about and talk about the other one first, because it is equally as great, and it is called The Great. Uh, it is a Hulu original about the Russian Empress Catherine the Great. Ooh, uh, it is the early story of when she comes to be uh, Peter the Terrible's wife. I almost called, said husband. Uh, she comes to be his wife from Austria and then eventually leads a cue against him because he is terrible. Nice. And this uh, this particular version of this telling is a comedy and it is just freaking hilarious, but also super dark at some times. A lot of death, <clears throat> quite a bit of blood, too. And then for as much sex as there is in the show, like a lot of comedy is around the sex. For as much sex as in the show, not very much nudity. Not a complaint. Not a complaint. I mean, it would be really hard to get in and out of those fancy dresses that they wear. Right. Uh, So there's like some fun bits, like because she's from Austria, which is like very much in Europe. uh, When she comes to Russia, they are trying so hard to be European, but they're so distant that they they do a lot of things wrong with the fashion in particular. Like, they order wigs from France, and they wear them on the back of their head, uh, like hats. They're like, look at these hats we got from France. Aren't they fabulous? And she's trying not to laugh at them, you know, being very polite. And then eventually she uses that as a jape against them. Uh, which they use the word jape a lot in this show, at least like 50 times an episode. Oh because he he's a rather prankish emperor, but a lot of times he just does awful things. And he's like, it's just a jape. 
And uh, and I should I I pulled up the cast list so that I could say uh, who these talented people are. Uh, It stars Ellie Fanning as Catherine, uh, Dakota Fanning's younger sister. Okay, I was gonna say I thought I knew that name just because I only know Dakota as all the children in all the movies I watched as a child. It's really hard to look at Ella and imagine her younger than Dakota. Right. But, you know, these how, people are kind of closer to our age yeah. than not. Kind of how I feel about Elizabeth Olsen and Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is very much how I feel about that. It's just because we grew up in a different time. Right. Uh, so Peter the Terrible is played by uh, Nicholas Holt. And I think they just both do such a terrific job. Holt is super funny as Peter, but also super evil. He's he's the perfect psychopath kind of character. Can you go down the line a little bit with Nicholas? Uh, was he the um, was he in Mad Max? Was he the the sprayed his see. mouth guy? The uh, witness me. Yes, Nux. I believe yes. so. Yeah. Notice me. Yes. Um. So <laughs> he's great. What I is super guy. weird about Nicholas Holt is that he looks uh, quite a bit like my cousin, who I won't name. And kind of acts very similarly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, sorry to that human, uh, if you listen. Uh, uh, call them the Faceless Nick. The Faceless Nick. Yeah. He he does some things, but he's trying to do better as a human, which is kind of interesting, because in the second season, that is the storyline with Peter. He's no longer in power, but he still... She let him stick around. Because they have a son together named Paul. There are oh, some adorable. other great characters that in this. We have Mario, played by uh, Phoebe Fox. She uh, helped with the coup. Uh, so did Count Orlo, played by uh, Sasha Dawan. I <gasps> believe that's how I you say him. his name. Yes. Yeah, yes. Doctor Who alert. He's the master right now. <laughs> Yes, he's currently been playing the master, and he is, oh my god, so good at it. <laughs> yeah, he is great. I fucking I love fucking him love as the master. Uh, and he's great as Orlo, too, but dude is a completely different character. Oh, I bet. So, if you like him, you should check it out. He's He is great. One of the main characters. Uh, there is uh, Gregor, played by um, strong Willem name. Lee. Yes, Greg- <laughs> Gregor, strong name. He is Peter's best friend. Uh, but he also, just because Peter's the emperor, Peter fucks his wife, Georgina, like crazy, uh, played by Charity uh, Wakefield. And uh, he just he just lets him do it because they're childhood best friends. And also he he's good, also yeah. the emperor and crazy. And he likes a good cuckolding. And he, I, no, he actually doesn't appreciate it, but <laughs> that's part of his storyline. <laughs> We also have the Archbishop, uh, I can't remember his full name, it's not on IMDb, but they call him Archie. He becomes higher up in the church due to certain things, but it's Adam Godley. I don't know if you know Adam Godley, he's in a godly amount of things, Uh but he is hardly ever like the main character. He is a fantastic actor. Yeah, Um, the name doesn't ring a bell. I really appreciate him in this. I'm trying to... Oh, he he voices Pogo in the Umbrella Academy, but that doesn't help. No. Um, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> he was in Breaking Bad for a little bit, 
Which character? As uh, Elliot Schwartz, the guy who almost went into business with Walt, or kind of, Walt almost went into business. Yeah, with, yeah. I kind of recall he, that. He's got he's got ears. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Adam. <laughs> that is your uh, defining quality to me, and I apologize. Uh, if you're a uh, caricaturist, anyways, you're, you're, you're just a have fantastic. Massive ears, huh? You're a fantastic, underrated uh, actor, I believe. So. Uh, Go watch him in The Great. I think I'm going to be done talking about The Great. It's amazing. I think you should watch it. What do you think? I think it does sound fascinating. How many... Is it only going to be two seasons? Is it over with? It, it just finished its two second season. I think there's going to be a third. I hope there is because the comedy okay. is fantastic. I'm going to hold off on it then. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. That That's the kind of stuff that like I feel better about waiting until it's over with to watch. Um, sure. Sure. There's certain there's certain shows like right now that like if if it's just like something that I'm super close to, or um, that's just blockbuster like any Marvel or Star Wars stuff. I tried Boba Fett, but I couldn't get into it. But everybody told me I have to come back. We'll find out if I yeah, do or not. I don't know. Apparently, it's just the 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 third season of the Mandalorian. Uh, the last, I guess the last two episodes are, yeah. So I might just watch those last two episodes and say, fuck the rest of it. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Bubba. We're not going to be talking about you anytime soon on this show. That's for damn sure. Uh, we, I tried, I tried, but I don't know if, it, if it's, if it's big, if it's blockbuster heavy, or if I really like it, like uh, some of the shows we've already talked about on this and the one we're going to talk about today, even I'll, I'll watch it while it's coming out. But if it's something like that, I think I'm better waiting until I can just stream the fuck out of it and just marathon everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, They're like the episodes because, you know, the magic of streaming range from like 25 minutes to 39 minutes. Okay. That's not terrible. And I think that makes it easier to marathon too because, you know, you go through a half hour and you're just kind of like, I can do another half hour. That's no problem. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And I like the idea of making it a comedy, plus I've had a, a history streak uh, specifically with Russia because of everything that's going on, where it's been kind right. of interesting to look into their history. They have a very vast history, and yeah, I think- very tumultuous think, history in the last yeah. couple hundred years, especially. Yeah, and I think that makes <laughs> this show sound even more fascinating because, I mean, it's topical. You know, it's, it's stuff that's yeah. going on right now True. that is in some way- affected by those events many many hundreds of years ago well not many many but this you know is, this is true yeah uh, i think you will pick some of that out of this um and and that reminds me also that there if there is another catherine the great show called catherine starring helen mirren that is i don't know uh what that is airing on but i it's something that I want to check out eventually. Well, that's um, not confusing. But I at think all. that is probably uh, more on the dramatic side. Um, <laughs> so you just pair the two of them like, to get a, a good view of history. Yes, yes, I think that that would be interesting to watch them to, uh, around the same time, or to like once this finish up to watch that show after this finishes up because she's obviously older in that yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Helen Marilyn is ageless. <laughs> she is that is damn true uh so the the next pitch i want to bring up is critical role yeah so this is like a completely untraditional pitch for us this 
is a streaming show. It's a it is eight voice actors get together and play Dungeons and Dragons, and it's fantastic. And the stories that they've developed through it, they are stories that I hold dear because I've been along every step of the way with them. You know, okay, it took me like a year or two to to actually catch on to this, but I, me and my wife have been with them since then. And I say that like, you know, like I, I, I did such good work. It's real. it's all them obviously, but we're big fans. We buy merch from their shop and we're, we were so excited that they're finally doing an animated series. And that's pretty much what we're talking about here today. But I wanted to mention that they've had two campaigns completed so far and they're working on their third. The first season is about Vox Machina which eventually was turned into this animated series. The second is about the Mighty Nine, and they just revealed the name of the new group, so if you don't want a spoiler for that, skip ahead for five seconds. They are called Bell's Hells. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw that on uh, their, their page. Sorry, it was already <clears throat> spoiled for me, but I like that name a lot. Yes, I I enjoy it, uh, and it I mean it honors a a certain character in mm. in their group. I'll say that. So this story, the first story, and I think you're you're already been swinging at Vox Machina, so we can just bring at, at Critical Role well, rather. So yeah. go if ahead. You don't yeah, mind. What, yeah, what if do you don't you mind, I'd like more? to I'd like to step in and say one to go back to earlier. Uh, you had said that. Uh, it's like not that I have been doing anything to help this along. You have been, as they, as they mentioned so often on the show, and it, even though it sounds corny, if not for the viewers, it would not be anywhere. And it's the same this with this is show. True, you know, it's the same with this. If we didn't have listeners, we wouldn't still be doing this because it's 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 enjoyable to talk, and we love talking to each other about movies and television. But it's also f- for you guys, for the for the cash potatoes. So yeah. thank you guys for tuning in. And, and like and helping out, like you said, you buy their merch that helps them out. Uh, you go to yeah. uh, I don't I don't think we've ever gone to their shows, but it was a a hope for us. Yes, w- way back but in they, the day. They also they haven't been doing that so much yeah. since the pandemic, obviously. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll get back to it though with this third campaign, uh, as long as the numbers yeah. keep going down. So knock on wood about that. But I, some like, interesting stuff with this third campaign. Yeah, uh, and I don't want to talk too much details because. Um, you know, there's people that haven't jumped on yet. So it's a really good time Myself to jump on included. because they're really at the beginning of, yeah, so, of this campaign. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of those. I haven't jumped on yet. I I am two hours into the first episode. So that's the thing with these with the problem with Critical Role, the, the streaming the show problem. on YouTube and Twitch, is that the first campaign is like hundred and twenty some episodes. The average runtime is around three and a half to four hours long. It is a lot of yeah. work to get through them. <clears throat> Campaign two, even longer. I can't remember how many episodes they did, but it's like 140 or something like that. Maybe only 130. But it's it's a lot of episodes, same runtime, all three hours, four hours long. I, and, I would say the average is four hours. Yeah, the average is. They shoot for three, but they got a couple of five-hour episodes. Yeah, and if it, you've it ever really played... It really just depends on their energy and what's going on in the right. campaign. 
And that's the thing. Uh, as a lot of uh, people who criticize Critical Role always complain about, it's, they always say it's like a very scripted, it's overly, uh, overly dramatical, um, you know, and it's just like, I, I love that aspect of the show. It's like, sure, there are a lot yeah. of scripted moments. There are character build areas where they, they go on dialogue trips, where it, it, it definitely is them just having a good actor's time. And some of it is definitely improvised. Right, but it's, I, it's still, I think, improvised. I don't. I think, think most of it is the players. I don't think the players plan this stuff ahead. That at least what they're going to say. If if they do, it's something they've come up with. Like I want to say this to this character at some point. Right. I don't think it's. I don't think it's anything past that. I don't think. I think they're in for the ride of I the think, mystery that yeah. the dungeon master is providing. Right. And I agree with you. I think that for the most part it is. I think between each other, though, I think there are many moments that they script to get their characters to where they want them to be. And so they offset mm-hmm. off camera. They will set things up between each other where it's like, hey, I want to have a conversation with your character about this, this and this. And so when they talk, and then they'll they make prepare. sure they do that. Yeah, it's it's all in preparation, okay. which is it's totally fine for me because I would do that for my D and D games. But yeah, it's just that's still it, improv. Yeah, that's but, that's still it's just that's like a, a commedia dell'arte at that point, right? Because they they have a script. The script is just who's on stage at one point, and hey, this is what I want to accomplish in this in this scene, and then they make up the fucking rest. Yeah. And I still and think that's great improv. So if you want to complain about that, uh, <laughs> I don't want to complain. I don't. Yeah, at all. no, not you. I'm talking about yeah. the listeners out there. And I, I just think I think for those people, it doesn't feel like D and D because if you ever play D and D, you're typically not doing it with actors. You're not doing it with people who are right. able to assume these yeah. characters and and script it out like like it's some big epic television show. And right. and so when you play it, it is still a lot of fun to play D and D. If you never play it, I do recommend it to anybody out there because it's one hundred percent. Yeah, it's one I'll of the DM best experiences of my life. <laughs> Cut that out! I don't want to DM a hundred people's game. Um. Well, what we could do is if you if you go down to patreon.com slash green and faceless, we could offer that for our topest tier. <laughs> okay, I'm we gonna offer a, remake a new top tier then. A set of fifty dollar, a fifty dollar tier, or if you pay fifty dollars a month, you can get a special hosted game by the faceless Liam. <laughs> if you but want, you that, have to, you have to pledge for at least three months. Okay, yeah. And if you want that, let us know in the comments. We can see if we can make that happen. But I do recommend oh it. God. I do recommend playing Dungeons and Dragons because it's it's such a fun experience, and it's it's a role playing game where you literally get to create your own character and. Yeah. Just try to make them survive. Try to make them live in this this world that your dungeon master is providing you. Yeah, and it's and you so fun. Get a, a group together, and yeah, it's it's a fun friend bonding experience. And you make your own legends. Yeah, and it, it's fucking wonderful. And I I think just from the the complainer's point of view, it doesn't feel like Dungeons and Dragons because it seems very much like a bigger thing is you know it's i don't know it's not the same experience that they have playing dungeons and dragons and i get it i think it's just one of the most fascinating things to watch 
And it, it yeah. makes me feel, I, it does make me feel a bit like a, a wasteoid, though, sometimes when I get through a whole episode, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't do anything for the last four hours. I just sat on the couch and watched this show. <laughs> I will say, I to prep for my first time to ever play D&D, I watched most of an episode of this show, and I didn't get it. I didn't right. really get the show until I played the game. Yeah. So... And and it was almost immediately after I played the game that I was like, okay, now I want to watch that show that I tried to watch. Yeah. Because D&D kind of is addicting. <laughs> I want yeah. to put that out there. <laughs> um, it, so, and you just can't get your friends together enough to yeah. do it or have a game prepared a, a, enough for as many times as you want to play it, at least for me. I don't right. know if that's for you, but for me, that's how it is. Where, where I am with it is I love the game a lot, and it was something that I would like try to sneak in my childhood. I didn't have people to play with in my childhood, so I did a right. lot of stuff online, which was very weird because it was very limited time that I had. But at the same time, I would also play games like RuneScape. Like I loved RPG games. RuneScape is not right. at all similar i mean it has similarities to dandy but it's not like that at all but like i would it's similar i would that is an rpg yeah but like I, w- I would sneak that kind of stuff into my life because i mean it's not like my parents would have tabooed it but it's just nobody in my world played D, but i loved it right it was a very fascinating idea for me and as i've grown older i've that, that love has grown a lot to where i want to keep playing it but my free time has also d- like dwindled a lot right. to where I don't want my free time to just be playing D&D, even though that would be a lot of fun. Sure. But yeah, it's just sure. there's some weekends where I just need an off. <laughs> sure. 100%. I, and, I, and I understand that too. And, and I mean, as the DM, I definitely need breaks. Right. Yeah. You got sessions. fucking build a huge but, story. Right. But when... You're on a roll with it, and like there's still stuff that you have prepared enough that you don't want to prepare anymore. You just just want to get back in there. It's like I know, when right? can you guys come over again? Yeah, and uh, well, especially yeah, if you like end a, if you end a session in the middle of like a fight, like you know when yeah. you get into a fight, fights can take a long uh, time, and then you like you look at the clock and it's like oh shit, I gotta get to work tomorrow, and it's eleven o'clock. All right, we gotta go. Right. So then you're kind of just yep. wanting to get gotta back in here. I'm excited though because uh, Doctor Who is. Uh, they've gotten in touch with uh, who? Who is it that does D and D right now? Is it Wizards of the Coast still? Wizards. It's just Wizards now. Yeah, yeah. I think it might just be Wizards okay. now. But yeah, it's I was gonna say it used to be Wizards of yeah. the Coast or something along that line. It might even be the West Coast. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe. But not. but Doctor <laughs> Who BBC I guess has gotten in touch. Well, the the. There is a Doctor Who role-playing game. I don't remember which company makes it, but they do have their own role-playing game. But apparently those people have gotten in touch with the Wizards company, and they're making a Doctor Who D&D game called uh, Doctors and Daleks or something like that. So it's, it's still going to be oh. D&D. It's just going to be a different type of D&D. But it's going to have all the same rules as regular D&D, but within a, in its own Doctor Who universe. I'm really fucking excited for that. Right. I think I'm going to end up falling into that just like you yeah. fell into, <laughs> into Dungeons I'm and so excited for it, dude. I'm very excited yeah, for it. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And obviously, you know, I, I feel like 
you because you you are so much more involved in the lore of that you should probably run the first time but that's the thing is like i don't but i will definitely run it for you i will definitely run it for you. i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i'm able to because i definitely have a lot of story ideas that i want to make into my own television show idea you know if i ever became the showrunner but uh it's i don't know dming has never been something i've enjoyed i've never done it but it's never been an idea that i think i would enjoy so it'd be It'd be a challenge, but I'm definitely up for it. But to get back to Critical Role, uh, before we talk The Legends of Vox Machina itself, I just wanted to say that I came on really late in the game. I don't remember when you introduced it to me, but it was still in the first campaign because I remember us watching it live at your house many nights in, or many weeks in a row right. during the first campaign. But it, I, we, I think we actually finished the first campaign together. Because I remember we I remember watching the beginning of the Mighty Nine together as well. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. I think that that tracks. Yeah, because I, I remember I've seen all of the first. I stayed campaign. pretty caught up on the Mighty Nine. I kind of dropped off in the Conclave of Dragons, which they never mind. I, <laughs> I kind of dropped off in the Conclave of Dragons. Uh, just because it's so yeah, long. yeah, it is pretty long. It is the longest part of that first campaign. Yeah, but. It, it's it has a very satisfying ending as well. Uh, yes, wholeheartedly. And, and then after that point, you just it's just it's just on. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop watching it. After yeah. That, so yeah, well, maybe we didn't watch the ending of it. I don't remember when, but I definitely have seen all of the first campaign. Loved it. Thought it was a fascinating story. And then Mighty Nine happened, and I got. I was fascinated with Mighty Nine. I love these characters a lot, almost a lot more than the other ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's right. some that are close. Like uh, we'll talk Percy coming up, so, and we'll talk Grog as well. But those characters, but those voice actors, they're they're other characters in the Mighty Nine. I haven't gotten, to, I haven't grown yet with. But I've only watched you know the first sure. fifty or sixty episodes before I fell way behind because of personal life issues and i wasn't able to watch a four-hour show every week right right and so now i'm trying to catch back up on that but as i'm trying to catch back up on the second campaign i've decided to start watching the third campaign which uh, as i mentioned earlier i'm only two hours (laughs) into the first episode on so so for the couch potato out there considering jumping on this show i would recommend either to jump on the second or third campaign, and if you like it, to go back to the first campaign. Because yeah. there's a couple things about the first campaign that might make it rough for you. So, first thing first thing is they're just figuring it out. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially at the beginning. They, it's it's a little rough. It's a lot smoother by the time they get to the second, uh, second campaign. The other thing is, they played this game for two years before... They started playing it on the live stream. So they, they already know who these characters are. They There's no introduction, really. They they have this lovely animated, like semi-animated animated intro mm-hmm. that explains who the characters are and some of their backstory. But we miss a lot of that. And so I recommend either jumping on, on the second season or the second campaign or the third campaign... But also, if you really just want to get a taste for these characters, come and watch The Legend of Vox Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because it stands alone. 
Yeah. It stands alone. I was going to say for, if, if, for this, these stories. If Critical story. Role excites you or entices you, watch this animated show first. And if you like that, yeah. then do what you just said. Go to 3, 2, 1 or 2, 3, 1. I, I like that better than what I said. <laughs> yeah, because let's let's dive into the show. Well, I think before we do that, and I know that this show is supposed to be about The Legend of Vox Machina, and it hasn't yet then. I do think maybe we should do a soda pop break. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, let's do a quick one. So I think first... We should just talk the characters, yeah? Let's talk the voice cast and uh, who they play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll just... We'll, I'll go with the, with the straight Wikipedia listing of the cast here from The Legend of Vox Machina. Sounds good. Uh, you have one of my favorite voice actors of all time, Laura Bailey, uh, voicing Vexalia yeah. Vessar, just known as Vex... Uh, familiarly as Vex. Yeah. She is an, uh, are they half elves or they, is she an elf? She's a half elf. They're half yeah. elves. Yeah. yeah. She and her, her. In fact, that's part of their story too, is a little bit of racism. Right. The elvish. Story. Right. Yeah. She and her brother, uh, Vaxeldon Vaxvesar, known as Vax. So Vex and Vax. And Vax is voiced by the great Liam O'Brien. I did not really recognize his voice until this show. Now I recognize his voice everywhere I go, but it, yeah, right. <laughs> but that was he wasn't like one of the the voice actors that like there's I, I don't know voice acting that well. I'm not so great in the in the right, community sure. of remembering those names. But there are there are a this show got me into it. Yeah, same. Yeah, but there are three of these voice actors that I knew a lot of before coming in here, just because they were so iconic. Um, but yeah, Laura and Vax. Uh, uh, we have Vex and Vax. We've talked about. There's also one of my favorite characters of all time. Should we do, should we do classes since it's a D&D show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Vex is a ranger and uh, Vax is a yeah. rogue. Sorry, I thought I thought you were talking race at first. Yeah. I was like, I said they were half elves. And I was like, oh, no, classes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, next up, though, you have one of my favorite characters of all time. Uh, literally, Percival. Uh, Percival Fredericks. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I, I have his full name here. Percival yes, Frederickstein okay. von Musel Klasowski de Rollo III, <sighs> known as Percy. That's him. <laughs> it played by Talison Jaffe. Jaffe. Oh, he's great. I do love Talison Jaffe. Um, but literally, Percy, that was one of my favorite things was, uh, I don't know, uh, the, the, watching that first campaign, I loved Percy. He was such a good character. I loved how Talison yeah. played him. I loved Talison's voice for him. And then when he came to this animated show, it's so fucking good. I really love Percy yes. in this animated show. Yeah. They got they, they they he becomes really, kind of the yeah. focus of this first season at least. I mean Definitely. the whole the whole cast, the whole group has something they do. They have their big moments, they all have slight focuses, right. but his story is kind of the narrative focus for the first season. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. I love it. We'll get into that later. He is a what was he? What was his class? Is he a guns gunslinger? He's technically a fighter. Okay. He's a gunslinger fighter. Gotcha. They they <clears throat> homebrewed it for the for the game. He always likes those homebrews. Yeah. Uh next up, uh probably the most famous person on the show, I guess, in regards to having a pretty lucrative live action and voice active career is Ashley Johnson, uh playing right. Pike Trickfoot. Oh hell yeah. I love Ashley. Yeah, so she's much. great. 
And the only problem is that she being so busy, I can't remember what TV show she was on. Blindside. Blindside, that's right. Blindside. I watched it. about this woman who gets found with no memory and has tattoos all over herself, and they all refer to different (laughs) cases and stuff where there's corruption. And so they build this team and start trapping down all that what the tattoos mean. And Ashley Johnson is the lead character who, I don't remember the character's name, who solves the puzzles. She's like their smart computer geek person. And you watch this? And she's great in it. Nice. I've watched the first three seasons and then I, I don't know why I, I couldn't finish wow. watching it. I watched the first couple episodes of the fourth and it was just different. Yeah, I, I do love uh, Ashley. It's over now. It's just it's it's sad because she is she's so often not in the campaigns. There's many episodes in a row where she's not yeah, there because of that. That is part of my secret review of Blindside is that they took <laughs> Ashley Johnson away from me. How dare they? Yeah, it's it, it does. They they definitely make it work with the characters she's playing. Definitely. It's just sad at times because it's just like oh you you miss her presence. It's so so joyful. Uh, but she is a gnome cleric. Especially Pike. Yeah, she Pike is their healer. Next up in the show's cast list is the the great, oh, so great, Matthew Mercer. He is another one of the names that I knew uh, coming into this. Uh, I knew yeah. I knew Laura Bailey. I knew Matthew Mercer. The best is being safe for last. But Matthew Mercer in the show plays Lord Silas Briarwood in the campaign stream yes. he does every npc voice <laughs> everyone else <laughs> he is god he is the dungeon master yeah, uh it's mostly his stories I, I don't know if does he have yeah. co-writers i wonder does he have people help him I, make these stories i don't know i i don't know and they are doing some different things with campaign three yeah two uh, hours especially in, especially like, in this Whoa. last episode it, <laughs> This this last episode definitely is like, oh, okay, so they're doing something weird. And so we we're really trying to get that next episode, Greg. Get that <laughs> next episode. And I guess actually by the time this comes out, that that episode would have has already aired. I will I will be able to watch it come this Monday, which <laughs> has already happened to the couch potato. So, so you'll know that he is satisfied, satisfied or even more <laughs> upset. <laughs> or, and I don't, I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm just a little, a little confused and feel sad. Oh. So I guess upset. <laughs> <laughs> but Matthew Mercer is phenomenal. If in the, in the stream, yes. it's fun to watch him do these voices. Like there is a fascination with watching voice actors do voices I don't know where it comes from. A lot of the times they are making basically the exact same faces, but there are some times where they have to like reach for a voice <laughs> and they have to they have to pull off some great faces to make voices happen. And Matthew Mercer is just fabulous to watch do that. There are some gnome yes. voices, like yes. some dwarf voices he does. I don't know. It's it's great. He is a <laughs> wonderful human being. And as and as Silas Briarwood, if I'm being honest, he is sexy as fuck. Like his Silas oh, Briarwood yeah. voice is great, especially since uh, Briarwood is a, uh, I guess spoilers, um, slight spoilers. He's a vampire. Yeah. So he he is alluring. He is very charismatic and very charming. Yes. And 
Matt Mercer pulls that off phenomenally. He's so great. We've already talked to Liam. I skipped I skipped to talk Liam with Laura because Vex and Vax. So next would be Marisha Ray as Keyleth, uh, another half elf and a druid. Yes. Keyleth is great. I don't think Marisha Ray is as widely known as a voice actor as she is for other of her numerous jobs. She does a lot of shit. Yeah, um, she does a lot of shit. She does a lot of shit for. Uh, she's like the creative director for Critical for yeah. right now, the whole company. And, I think she's a great uh, voice actor here too. I think she does. She is because uh, she's pitted up against a lot of big name voice actors. Not to say that she's not in her in her own right a good mm-hmm. voice actor, but like it, the fact that she shines among all of them. I mean, she's also you know it's fun watching her be just be friends with them in the stream, but. As the show alone, she does a great job as Keyleth. She does. Uh, I I think I like the Legend of Vox Machina's Keyleth a little bit better than in the stream. And for some reason, the fan base had a lot of complaints about Keyleth as as the show ran on and yeah. gave her a really hard time. And I did not appreciate that about the fans. So critters out there, if, if you hear that, just. <laughs> Leave her be. <laughs> yeah, I see the same. She's, it's the same every season. Maybe they find like uh, certain characters to to point at and get mad about. Yeah, because when I was looking up campaign Definitely. three, I saw a lot of people get complaining about Ashton. I guess and more of his oh, vulgarity. Okay. I, I guess he's why. you know he, oh. he's quite vulgar, okay. and I guess they didn't like that he says cuss yeah. words a lot. And I'm just like, that's the show. He's got like, a foreign charisma. <laughs> something like that it's really low right yeah it's it's ridiculous and but people are gonna hate but i i do like keyless and i definitely agree with you i like her more in the show she has a lot of moments that i think are better delivered visually than just through definitely. the audible podcasty version of the the stream right next up uh another voice that i did not know uh, until I watched this show, and now I recognize it everywhere. Sam Regal as Scanlan Shorthall. Yep. Probably the funniest person alive. <laughs> One of them, at least. Uh, he might be. I mean, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. He does the ad each episode. Oh, God. Uh, and some for, of them were just like, how show. did you think it? Like, I don't know. I, I imagine it takes him a while to write some of these ads, but a few of them you do get that yeah. he wrote them in a week. And yet they're just phenomenally uh, hilarious. Like <laughs> it's that it's that SNL quality of being able to write something super fast yes. and still make you laugh. Like it's uh, and and it is so and it's like so hit punchy. The last one he did though, he did it like the thing where he kept on. So okay, so he made a machine that generated an ad for him generated <laughs> yes, an ad yes. for him and then it was all just him saying like the most demeaning things to himself and how like he has to make everyone laugh <laughs> just to feel something oh my and, god and it was just and like nobody laughed oh, <laughs> nobody no. on this stream laughed <laughs> Jesus. But it, it was like a delayed thing. Like they laughed about it later. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did he do that? Uh, oh, Sam. 
He is great. <laughs> and Scanlan is probably the most offensive character of this entire crew. He's Definitely. a gnome, gnome bard with a strong penchant for sex. Uh, anything yes. sexual, really. He has, Anyone. Yeah, he's got lightning bolts that can come out of his penis. It's, yep. it's fabulous. It's phenomenal. Sex is his power. It is. The, the last voice is the last one that I, I knew before the, the campaign, before the show and everything. And it's one of my favorite voice actors, uh, Travis Willingham as Grog. Pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, he is the voice of Thor and a lot of stuff. And that is basically why I knew him. Um, there's another one that he's really famous for. Well, he just did Kingpin and the... Uh... Well, I say jest. I guess that right. came out a while ago. Oh, it's 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 Spider-Man Roy game. Mustang. He's Roy Mustang in Full Metal Alchemist. I haven't watched that yeah, honestly, but that was one of his biggest roles. And I just I don't know. I living with the uh, the uh, Professor Ronvald the Scald for so long. I I just knew the voice of Travis Willingham, <laughs> and he here he plays a Goliath barbarian, uh, and uh, just lovable. Stupid grog. Yeah, for those unversed in, in fantasy lore slash D&D specifically, a Goliath is a half-giant. But they are more descendant from half-giants, to be fair, because yeah. they kind of keep to themselves and tribes, at least in Matt's world. Right. Um, they, in, in later campaigns, they are a little bit more sprinkled out. And, and not to just bog down the entirety of this talk with just the cast, I'll try to really quickly rush through some of the supporting characters, that I, the, the ones that I loved the most at least. Um, so I'll do it real quick here. Obviously, David Tennant as General Krieg, phenomenal choice. I love David Tennant, obviously. Spoilers for the character, go for 10 seconds if you don't want to hear any spoilers about the show. Uh, General Krieg is a dragon in human flesh. Yeah. And when he becomes a dragon, hell yes. That's what I've always wanted to do <laughs> from David Tennant. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, uh, it's also, though, only three episodes. Yeah, that, that part itself is also very no, sad. No, two episodes. It's only two episodes. Yeah, it's only two episodes. <laughs> I hope he comes back for a short role next season. Yeah, they replace it with Gray Griffin as Delilah B- Briarwood. Her and Cyrus, wait, Cyrus, Silas, Silas, Silas. Yeah, her and Silas uh, are become the villains for the first season. After that, and Greg Griffin is just beautiful. Just holy shit! Great it's job, it's yeah. wonderful. Like she's another great uh, voice actor. And any other one I wanted to mention? There's so many others to mention, but I don't want to just bog the whole yes. thing down with talking about that. Uh, was Dominic Monaghan. As Archibald Desne, uh, it's it's uh, Mary Pip- uh, Mary uh, from from Lord of the Rings. Yes, if we're talking about a fantasy show and you got a famous fantasy actor, you got to mention him. Yeah, he's got to be in it, and his voice it it was so funny when I recognized that it was him because yeah. I was like, oh my god, what happened to his voice? It is so rough. It is. It's like the dude has smoked like a pack of cigarettes yeah. for the last like 10 years of his life. <laughs> it really does sound that way. And I think I don't know if it's just because he was trying to make something different for a dwarf 
and Archibald's a dwarf, but it really just, it does not sound like Mary. It doesn't yeah, sound like I listened like to a Mary. podcast episode and he kind of sounds like that. Like it sounds like he went a little rougher for the show, but yeah, he well, kind of talks like maybe, about this. <laughs> you know, he also was a very young man when he played that role and people's voices do change. About, about three times in your life, your voice changes. Percy, you gotta so, lead us. You're the leader, Percy. That's just who he is right now. <laughs> You're the leader, PC. <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, and and I don't know the the to talk about the show itself. Uh, this first season, it's kind of about them coming together as a group, working together as a group. Right. They're already a group, but they right. just. But I think Keyleth puts it the best way. She just does not understand why they're together. Yeah, because they're yeah. just they're not like accomplishing much. You know, it doesn't seem that way at at right. first. Even, and even Pike's like, can't we do some good? Yeah, <laughs> they're like, we're dirt broke. We we have to do what we have to do, right? I mean, that's uh, it's the long running joke of D and D is like, you know, you come across a situation. Uh, most people, when they first play D and D, are like, oh yeah, I'm going to attack this. This is going to be fun. Let's fight. And right. you know, there's there's so many other options available. You can try to actually solve problems diplomatically like there's so many ways to try to yes. do things there's so many ways to do it but you can also just kill the thing and you that's can also just the fight. beauty of it exactly that is the beauty of the game you're all equipped to fight why not <laughs> yeah except for you know some of those classes are pretty squishy like they don't have yeah. they don't have a wizard or really a just caster caster like druids are weird they're casters but they're also healers and they're yeah. also tanks and in a television <laughs> and in a television envir- environment clerics and druids uh Keyleth and pike they're like yeah. they they seem ridiculously overpowered it's crazy oh they really do yeah they're yeah. not yeah they're definitely not that powerful in the game until later levels everybody right. is that powerful in the game yeah. at later levels and, and, and to be fair, they all have moments like that. Grog has a moment where he, like, I guess it's spoilers, I'm sorry, but he, like, he is in a vat of, like, acid, I'll say. And yeah. he is withstanding that for hour, or for a long period of time while Pike's healing him at the same time. But, like, it's it's a yeah. crazy show of strength. Like, they all have these beautiful moments of, like, proving themselves in their in their abilities. And and through those moments, they prove their character development too as the show goes along. So like, right. it's it's really well and done. Like after that scene's done, uh, yeah. he asks Pike. Turns to Pike. He's like, "How's Captain Winky?" Yeah. <laughs> he's worried and about. She his... said, "Yeah, he's worried about his dick." And she says, "All accounted for, buddies. <laughs> still hanging, still hanging strong, or something like that." Yes, yes, that's right. Still, still hanging strong. Still or hanging, hanging low, low, maybe. Hanging even. low, I think. Yeah, still hanging low. Oh man. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's it, it. There's a lot of juvenile humor, and I oh, don't yeah. think it at all contradicts the film it's or the cleats. show yeah. at all. It, it was, it's so yeah. funny to me. Like, it, it it's, it's tastefully so done. It's not just like fart jokes just for a fart joke. You know, it's it's. There's some funny scat jokes. There are some. Uh, yeah. With Scanlan. Yeah, Ugh, good, yes. Which Scanlan's, I never thought that I would be ha- happy about poop jokes, but yeah. See, was, that's so that's good. the weird thing. Uh, when watching the campaign, <laughs> Scanlan was probably one of my favorites. It was like him and Percy because right. Sam Regal in person when he makes these jokes and how everybody reacts to it, so <laughs> funny, so fast. Yeah, so yeah. fast too. It, but to see it in 
the show, like when it happens, they were the le- my least favorite jokes. <laughs> like because oh, they were so they bad. were so. I still that, love Scanlan. I still loved them too. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, the yeah. jokes still made me laugh. It was just they were right on that border of being tasteless that I was just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay oh my god yeah so one that was right on the border of being tasteless and not scanlan it was a keyleth thing it was that first scene in the bar when they're getting that that brawl with the other mercenary group and this this knoll comes to swipe at her and she just throws up in his mouth yeah yeah that one was gross <laughs> that, man that was pretty gross but i could not help from laughing yeah I, it, the, was... it just couldn't help it I mean, it uh, also is so Keyleth, too, to just be, like, embarrassing yes. in the moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just yeah. what she oh, does. Embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but, like, she gets an amazing moment at the end, like, uh, through her, her abilities and also proving herself as a caster in a way. Um, her and Pike right. have a good moment that <laughs> keeps recurring uh, to, to empower Keyleth that I really loved. Um, it's just yeah. they all have great storylines that that are developed, but like Percy's specifically is yeah. dark and lends itself so well to a first television show where they're all trying to prove themselves. Like it, I love Percy's story, and I'm excited to see what they do with season two. Even though I know, oh. but you know, yes, but still, like because you don't know what they're gonna keep and what they're gonna cut out. For example, there's a whole segment of. The story in Craghammer where they help these dwarves and go into the Underdark that they didn't even do at all. Uh, there's uh, there's pretty obvious reasons if you watch the stream as to why, but it does seem like a fast forward to somebody who who was with them with that. But I think the right. way they wrote it, it worked really well. Briarwood Woods work really well as a first season villain. They are definitely in a completely different place than they were at the beginning of the season. And, right. You know, that makes for great TV. Yeah, and I, I imagine from what I remember of the campaign, they can easily do two more seasons, I think. Definitely. I think that that would be good. Yeah, and I'm very excited, and I hope they bring back all of their supporting cast. I'm sorry that we, we can't go through them all. There's just way too many of them right. to give them the their due mm-hmm. credit. But it's 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 all so well done, and and just watching this whole show develop from <laughs> from a YouTube campaign that we watched. I mean, it's it's not just YouTube; it's like Twitch and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but that's where I catch it on is YouTube. But watching it develop from that, which in and of itself was developed from just a Dungeons and Dragons game and and Matt Mercer's house. Yeah. And seeing it become this amazing fucking animated show, this has been a great journey. I'm so happy to watch it. Right. It <clears throat> like this is like the full circle moment. They they have said this on the stream, is that they are people who act in cartoons. They played a game. They made a stream. It then became a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they they're really excited about it. But Critical Role is not just the stream anymore it's not no. just this show either they have comic books they have shit ton of merchandise a charity foundation they have all this stuff like and that's another thing that i really like about them is that since the beginning they have donated proceeds uh, a chunk of the proceeds to charity and right. and encouraged their streamers to support charities that they uh find interest in particularly to do with literacy 
which I, I appreciate. Right. Go go watch the stream. Go watch the show. Yeah. I give it a face and a half. I've already watched it twice. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I, I watched it once, and then uh, Professor Ronvald the Scald came down to visit. And I was like, dude, have you watched this show? Nice. Yeah, he, I was like, have you watched this show? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got like four or five episodes left. I'm like, well, we got like four hours. And he's like, fuck, yeah. So I watched the nice. whole second half of it again because it's 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 great. I give it four fuck stars yes. easy. Easy recommend. It's on Amazon Prime. Yep. Amazon Prime original. I'm I I I'm just sad that the season's over already. Yeah. Like they did it in four weeks. Yeah. And they 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 could have hooked me for all twelve weeks if they wanted to do one episode at a time. Or just even two. Uh, if they had just done it for six weeks and done two yeah. episodes a week, that would have been nice. I was surprised they did three, but I was so happy yeah. they did. I mean, yes, I, I definitely devoured them as soon as they came out. Uh, one last thing I wanted to say about the cast, just if you're interested in the, these group of eight people, Marisha Ray and Matthew Mercer got married over the course of this, their streaming the show. And um, Laura Bailey and Travis Willingham, that they are also married and have a son. And uh, Sam Regal and... Liam O'Brien might as well be married. Right. I was going to say, I was about to say, <laughs> I was like, they should be. It's kind of like uh, David Tennant and uh, Michael Sheen <laughs> from yeah. Good Omens. Like, they were just like, they're not married, but they might as well should be. <laughs> well, I think that's our show. Indeed it is. I am the, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. We haven't said it already. If if you enjoy this show and wish to support us, please go to patreon.com slash greenfaceless or leave us a review or like or follow where you listen. Love you, couch potatoes. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.